0: So Gordon, uh, thank you for joining me uh, on stage. Uh, I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions. I don't wanna be mean, but I, I gotta be honest and, and ask you, you know, deeper questions. Uh, so I know the founders of uh, WeTransfer and, 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 and I'm a founder myself, so the first time I heard like there's gonna be a new CEO, I thought like, wait, what, You're replacing the CEO? So can you go into that a little bit and tell me about the challenges of replacing a a founder as a new CEO?
1: Sure. Um, this is the second time I've done it and I did it before in the UK for uh, a business that was focused on wireless networks, outdoor wireless networks. Um, this one has been, a re- that one was as well, has been a really positive experience and I think the key to making it really positive is that in both cases the founder and CEO made the decision themselves that they were not the right person to take the business on to the, to the next level. So, you know, it was fundamental that Bass, who was CEO at the time, um, had made that decision and was very involved with deciding what kind of person he wanted to, to bring on board. Um, that made it hugely easier. He obviously is still our chairman, and uh, so he and I meet up pretty regularly. Uh, but that, that is fundamental, and uh, any, any founder that's seeing, thinking of handing over Please do not do so till you're ready to really step back. You you can't be, uh, we have this phrase in English, half pregnant. Either you're going to step back or or you're not. So in both cases, I've been lucky that the founders have been prepared to do that. Uh, And then here, um, there was a great team in place. And because WeTransfer has got a really strong brand, we've been able to attract some super talent in. Um, So that's been very very helpful uh, as well.
0: So I think they're not here, right? The, the uh, founders.
1: Not that I can see.
0: Right. So well, so we can gossip a little bit. So yeah. what do you think they were missing in skills that you have? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, when Bass and I talked about it, because obviously I asked, you know, great company, it's successful. One of the you know one of the things that's made it easy is we transfer as a successful company. It's not like I was coming into something that needed turning around. Mm-hmm. Um, Bass at heart is an innovator. He's an entrepreneur and he's a marketeer. And the stage of development we're at is all about international scaling and international expansion. And really, that's what I'd done a lot of both at eBay uh, as we built out across uh, Europe. And then in most of my roles at Amazon, um, I, for example, rolled out and launched and rolled out that e reader business, the Kindle across Europe. So from nothing to scaling it across Europe, I did the same for that advertising business. Uh, and then in my final role, um, did the same for their consumables business in the UK. So it was really my skill set at scaling a business internationally that Bass didn't feel he had and they didn't have in the company. And frankly, that wasn't really what he wanted to do. Um, He really is, and he's opening up a new firm at the moment, and so he's an innovator and entrepreneur,
0: yeah. And if you you look at your, because you were at Amazon previously, which is a huge company, um, yep. Which still tries to act like a startup. You're at a scale up or a startup now. Uh, what do you see as the biggest difference between the two?
1: So um, I think actually there are some real similarities, which is one of the things that attracted me to, to WeTransfer. Um, the, the things I'd see as really similar are both custo- uh, companies are obsessed by the customer and doing the right thing for the user. And when I was first getting to know WeTransfer, I was really struck by. Their kind of user focus and long term approach, which is very similar to Amazon. So, in the early days, they, they could have put up banner ads and made a, a load of money. And they said, no, that's going to be a crappy experience for the user. And our whole focus as a business is to kind of make our, our product, our service as simple as possible, as intuitive as possible, and really not take you out of your creative flow. Um, So there's a real similarity on consumer focus, user focus, and long-term thinking. The other thing um, which is similar is a real focus on getting in great talent. Uh, By the time, you know, at Amazon I was spending about a quarter of my week just on recruiting people and we spend a lot of time uh, uh, trying to get the right people into WeTransfer. So over the last year we've gone from about 50 to about 100 people. So we've doubled in size, and just getting the right talent in has been really important. Um, One of the big differences is, I don't know how many people know, but uh, Amazon is run not by PowerPoint, but by Word document. And the first time you go to an Amazon meeting, it is an extremely strange experience. Uh, There's a six-page, you're never allowed to write more than six pages, and it can't be more than, uh, smaller than 10 points, so you can't like. Can, but you can have appendices. And there's silence as everyone sits and just reads this document for 20 minutes and then discusses it. And the, the whole business is run like that. Uh, we haven't implemented that. Uh, we, we do it once a uh, quarter uh, for our board, but we expect them to read it ahead of time. Um, but that's a big difference between the, the two companies. In terms of keeping Amazon, though, entrepreneurial, there's some things that you know, we'll bring. They um, very much focus on trying to keep teams small. So, there's this whole philosophy about um, the two-pizza team. No team should be bigger than two pizzas can feed. There's obviously a brilliant Dilbert cartoon about how big's the pizza, is it deep-crust, yeah, how many people it feed, and, but...
0: And, and the important details is Very that important. Pizzas in the US are a lot bigger than in... Because when we think about a the pizza, there's just like... a. It'd be a really small team. Yeah, that's no, you, you can
1: go a bit bigger there. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing um, is when you're introducing a business that's disrupting an established business, you make it entirely separate. So the established business can't slow it down, can't get in its way. Um, and both those things are, are really valuable take-forwards. Yeah.
0: Is there one thing that you said, um, you know, it's fine the way you've been running the business, but this has got to change?
1: Um, you
0: can speak freely. There's nobody No, no, I, I, I would
1: speak freely. And <laughs> but actually, I was, I was you know, lucky to go into a business that was running well. And really, it was about you know, making the most of what we currently had. I think they perhaps hadn't realized how strong the brand was. And one of the things we've been able to do very quickly is really leverage the strengths of the WeTransfer brand either to bring in great talent um, or to to stretch the brand. So we've launched um, some new products. We launched a a new mobile app last year, which is very much focused on collaboration, as well as transferring your uh, creative ideas. Uh, And this year, we launched what is essentially an editorial content product um, called WePresent. Um, which is doing really, really well. Uh, we've added over a million users to it since the uh, readers of it since the beginning of the year, and they spend on average over three minutes on it. So, I think perhaps if anything, you know, the existing team Bass, Nalden, uh, etc., and that really is quite how strong a brand they have got. Right.
0: If you look at the future we transfer, is it? Are you gonna do you see like multiple products, multiple services, or is the first opportunity just? Growing the main products,
1: I, I think it's both actually. Um, I think there's huge uh, potential still in our what I might call our core web-based file business. Um, we're growing that really, really fast uh, and internationally. Um, it amazes me, you know, we're available in 196 countries. Well, According to Google Analytics, it's over 200, and I suspect the difference between that and the UN is maybe they recognize Tibet or something like that. But, um, so we, we have great uh, international footprint or, or already for our web product, and we're growing it out in places like uh, Brazil, Mexico, uh, India, uh, and Turkey. And now we have millions of users, so that's growing really fast. Um, and the US, of course, is our focus market um, for international expansion. At the same time, we've wanted to, in a sense, stretch the brand, leverage the brand, and our overall ambition is really to set up a, a constellation of workflow tools for that for the, cover all stages of the creative process, right from inspiration to collaboration to presentation. Um, our mobile app is very much the, the first step in building out our collaborative tools, um, but we'll also partner with people where it makes sense. That's why it's a, a kind of constellation. We don't have to own everything. Um, we recently launched an integration with Slack. Uh, we'll be inter- uh, launching soon an integration with Sketch. So these are where we've got partners who do something brilliantly. And together, we can just make it even better for the creative community.
0: Yeah. So if you look at the, the close future, more, more the distant future, I, I saw a, a, a tweet from someone who said, uh, my children don't have a." Uh, the concept of saving a file the, the apps they open on their phones or iPads are just there. Uh, and, and he said they don't even have the concept of uh, saving a file somewhere, right? Because it's just, uh, there's, you know, I, I used to have to think about organizing my stuff in folders and many files. Um, so do, do you see a future where files are just not an issue anymore and there won't be a need to transfer files the way you offer?
1: I think that's so true, and I had a really eye-opening moment when my 12-year-old, his school said, no more desktops. You're only going to use tablets from now on. That's it. And they do all their work on that. So it's the same kind of thing. It's going to be a totally different world. I actually think um, files and the concept of the file probably still has a lot of mileage. Um, I'm still struck by the fact that we the icon for save is a floppy disk, and I'm not sure how many people in this room have ever touched a floppy disk, but yeah, yeah. it is still that, and I think for a lot of people, the mental construct of a file will, will still exist. But you're absolutely right, there's this whole trend to access over ownership, and, and we'll build our service out like that, and, and part of what we're doing certainly with our mobile app is doing that.
0: Yeah. I saw, uh, uh, probably most of you seen it, but it was a, a, a child and they showed a photo of a diskette and they said, it's so funny that somebody uh, 3D printed the save button. Uh, which is like, <laughs> um, so uh, you expanded, like your next office, uh, so one of your focuses is uh, 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 going international yeah, more, yeah. And, and the first office you opened was LA. So right. can you talk about that a little bit? Why yeah. LA, why not San Francisco or New York?
1: Um, well, I think the first step, uh building, actually, on what they were talking about before was deciding that we really wanted to get much more serious in the U.S. And for us, that was driven by, our focus is very much on creative minds and the creative community. And the biggest creative community in the world in the sense is out there. Uh, It's also the center for digital advertising, which is part of our business model. Once we decided that the U.S. was the right step for us to make next, um, it was then where can we be nearest the creative hub, and for us, LA just became an obvious choice. We're very strong in the music, the film, photography industries, and LA, therefore, was an obvious choice, as that's a real crossroads and melting pot for those at the moment. Um, LA is also cheaper. <laughs> you know, I am yeah, always... You're not Dutch, are you? Uh, yes. I'm channeling my inner Dutch. Oh my God. Um, LA is a bit cheaper. It's still more expensive than here. Uh, but it is cheaper than San Francisco. It just had a really good feel to it. Yeah. So um, uh, Damien, who was one of the founder shareholders, has gone out there. So he sent one of our most senior people and he's found us an ex-dance studio. So we're based in an ex-dance studio in, in Venice Beach. Yeah.
0: So if you look at Retransfer, it's, it's, it's kind of a unique company, the way it's set up, the, the, the visual uh, of it. Uh, the, the, you could say it's almost a new business model, the way it's been designed. Uh, do you see opportunities in in other areas where you can sort of take your model and apply it to other things, maybe even uh, arenas that you want to go into yourself
1: do you know I think we 'll stay pretty close as a business model it 's really interesting and compared to other saAS companies very distinctive uh, because we we have these dualities you know we have um, an advertising business that helps monetize, in a sense, everyone who uses us for free, Uh, and then a SaaS business, uh, a subscription business as as a trade-up, we're freemium in that sense. But compared to other SaaS businesses, that's quite unique. And it gives us a huge huge advantage because it means we never worry about, in fact, we're positively incentivized to make the free service as good as possible because we monetize it. Yeah. So it means our cost of acquisition for subscribers is low because getting people in uh, is cheap. But I think we'll, we'll stay pretty much focused on you know, kind of workflow tools for creative minds. We'll absolutely stay focused on making the complex as simple as we can. Uh, and we'll stay very focused on protecting people's privacy. Uh, we have a really strict policy on data, we we don't ask you to sign up. There's no complex sign up. You you just go to site, load up your files and uh, send them. Uh, Deliberately, files disappear after seven days unless you don't want them to. So um, we've been very focused on, in a sense, keeping people's digital footprint as small as possible and protecting their privacy. So those core things we won't change, and I think there's so much opportunity for us in just serving the creative community and creative minds better uh, that will stay focused there. Um, out of curiosity, uh, did you have to make any changes because of uh,
0: GDPR that's becoming effective tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like uh, everyone, um, some of our team, quite a bit of our team, has yeah. been focused on uh, GDPR, and I'm pretty certain that we're very compliant. We, we appointed someone to be our, our GDPR officer, and uh, she's taken to that task with Relish and is making sure we are as compliant as we can be. I think one of the, the difficulties we've found with GDPR is it, it's quite loose. It, it hasn't been perfectly defined. Um, so we're as compliant as we can be and I think because we had this policy of being um, very protective of people's privacy already, we we had less issues than other places.
0: Alright, so uh, my last question um, is around mobile, really. I I know you have an app, mobile, Mobile, so you have an app, um, clearly mobile is taking over the world. To me, you very much still feel like a desktop uh, uh, company. Uh, How is the app doing for you and what do you see the future there?
1: So uh, I agree. And the reason we put, or I partly agree, the reason uh, we put a lot of resource and effort into building out our new mobile app is we also agree. And there was this kind of moment with my 12 year old. Okay, going, OK, he's he's not going to be on desktop uh, any longer. Um, I think the two need to coexist. Um, It it reminds me very much of. Actually, the way people use the mobile app and their desktop are Amazon. So when, when I was running consumables, um, which think of grocery but nothing fresh, chilled and frozen, so anything you can get into a supermarket, people would often, on the way to work, build their shopping list on their mobile, and then once they're at work, review it on a bigger screen. And so for me, the, the two, the desktop and the mobile app, need to coexist and be really closely integrated. People would use them differently, um, but I think they need to be super integrated, and, and, and that's our, our aim.
0: Yeah, right. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Thank um, you very much. And
1: uh, it's been a, a round pleasure. To Nothing too thank hard. Cool. Cheers. <laughs> Bye.